How's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Ryan. How are you? Not bad, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, good. Thanks for uh, having a chat with us. Well, to be fair, you're probably one of the few people. The, 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 the biggest mission of doing, doing podcasts that I've found is I really enjoy the actual part of speaking to people and speaking, chatting about golf. I love that. But chasing people to do podcasts and pinning them down and, you know, especially with pro golfers um, who are all over the world and in different places or might have managers and it's just an arse ache and I just couldn't, be, I just couldn't be bothered doing it. But you actually came to me and said, should we do a podcast with regards to some stuff we've talked about anyway, there's the stuff we're doing with the club talk. So firstly, thanks for doing that. It just makes it my life a bit easier when yeah, people actually come to me. Let's, let's do it. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, uh, there's not exactly much going on in, uh, in my golfing world at the moment. So, uh, and like you said, it is, it is hard to tie down golfers when they're here, they're everywhere. We all say, yes, we'll do stuff. And then it comes around to it and like, oh shit, I haven't got the time to do it. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, uh, it's been nice to, nice to chat about a few things that are going on in the world currently. Yeah, so we, we were chatting just be- literally just before this, and I, I kind of wondered how it affected your your practice the, with the lockdown, which started yesterday when we're now we're speaking, yeah. uh, and it's for a month we think. But how it affects your practice, and you basically told me we haven't been practicing anyway. No, I've, I've hardly done anything. I mean, obviously, my, my main plan this year, I was, I was just going to go and play Europro for the year. Um, and obviously, they, they, they cancelled that very very early doors and obviously everything else through every other tour, really. was They were trying to sort, sort events left, right and centre and it was obviously proven quite difficult. So I just took quite an early decision to just say, do you know what, just scrap the year and, and focus on 2021, really. So... Uh, I mean, I've I've got back into it the last two or three months, doing a little bit, a little bit of coaching and uh, a few a few a uh, few games of golf with with the neighbours and stuff like that. But uh, no, I've been a bit of coaching and yeah, and got myself back on the roof again. So uh, try not to fall off like last time, which is uh, pr- proven difficult. Um, but um, yes, so for for people that kind of don't know your story, some people might know you f- um, through your golf, obviously, or some people might know you through us and through uh, the stuff we've done with mental health with the club talks, but. From the on the golf side, um, you turned pro. What was it? Seven years ago, maybe was it? Six. No, years? this would be my tenth year as a pro. Would have been this year, believe Ten. it or not. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. That is right. Yeah, I turned pro um, when I was eighteen. That's straight out of school. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, and ten years this year. So time time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, to, and kind of to explain, you you played European Tour golf, and you've been through struggles um in, which is kind of i guess why we've uh done, talked with the mental health stuff and now uh you're you played challenge tour a little bit had an injury and it's just kind of uh, the life of a golfer maybe that people don't see it, it'd be interesting to hear kind of people just i guess see the big checks and see see all that stuff on tv but the reality is you can be jumping between tours things happen or what have you Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I think that's one of obviously the biggest misconceptions. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's obviously a lot of money to be made, and there's a lot of great travel. And for the people that just watch stuff on telly, they don't necessarily see your journey. Is probably the wrong word, but your just run of the mill tour pro doesn't is not always there in the limelight. Like you say, jumping between tours. Obviously, I've had a couple of surgeries, or taking time off for the mental health stuff. There's loads of different things that people don't obviously see because they're not necessarily in your little circle or in your little bubble. But um, yeah, it's a very it's a very funny one. I mean, I mean, I think 
over well, obviously scrap initiated, not not played, but in in those nine years of playing, I've probably played four or five different tours, and I've probably actually missed about three and a half years through not playing and injury and whatnot. So um, when when you look at it that way, it's actually there's a lot of stuff that's happened over 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 those nine ten years. How how um and this is kind of I wouldn't ask this question to most golfers because I would be worried what they would say back. I, <laughs> I think I, I think I can say it to you. How do you find the motivation? Um, because the scene of the pinnacle of golf would be seen as you know the main. The, are they they even call them the main tours? You know the PJ Tour, the European Tour. You've played the European Tour. You've had a taste of it, and you've. Uh, fallen down a couple of ladders. Um, that's not to say you won't go back up, and uh, uh, as I'm sure you will. But how do you find the motivation? I'm sure it's very different playing the European Tour to going and playing a Euro Pro Tour event. And I've seen them, and they're very well organised, and I've been out to them. But there is a difference. Um, and obviously, you've not even had the chance to do that yet. Uh, yeah. All the lockdown. But how do you kind of do you struggle for that, or do you? Or is it something? I mean, it's a very good question. I mean, it's always something I've always found quite interesting. So I, I never forget when I first got out on the Challenge Tour. That was the first tour I, tour card I had when I got through the got, got through the tour school, and I was playing like Challenge Tour, and it was I was like my rookie year. There was still quite a lot. There was quite a lot of guys playing Challenge Tour. Like they just lost their main tour card. They've been on tour for 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and, and it was always quite interesting to see how like those those guys dealt with it. Like did. Did they was their ego still massive? Were they the ones that were quick to moan about? Oh, where's the courtesy car? Where's I'm like, oh, I've got to rent the car. I've got to do this. I'm like, and it, and it's and and it's like you say, going from what if you compare it, it's gone from playing European tour events to now like driving up to Scotland to play a Euro event in, in the middle in the middle of nowhere. It's very it's very very different. Um, but I've always, I've always been quite good in in that respect of just sort of embracing it in the sense I've never looked at it as like oh well. You're obviously back here for a reason. Um, like you said, you've had the taste for it. And that's quite clearly where you want to be playing golf. But if you if you let your ego get in the way of it, you, you're going to make life a lot more difficult for yourself. And I and imagine that's not an easy thing to come to terms with. Would you say maybe with, given the little, given some perspective you've had and things you've gone through, uh, that that's maybe easier for you to do? I don't know. Oh yeah, massively. I think say that an appreciation level of what 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 you're actually um, what you're actually able to do in in terms of calling calling playing golf for a living a job and things like that. And like you say, having some perspective of struggles and things and, and and things like that, you actually massively appreciate it. Massively appreciate it more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said, like some people. I mean. I mean, you, you see it quite a lot. There's guys that just that just play Europe for every year. They're slightly older. They might play. They might play the region, and they're quite happy. They've got they've got their family, and they're just like, well, I don't want I don't want to travel anymore. I've done that, and and they're content with just playing playing events like that. And obviously, I'm in a different situation to that. I obviously want to get back to when I had my main tour card in 2013 and 15, and I'm not. I'd, I suppose also a bit old and a bit wiser. I don't put myself under so much pressure where it's the be all and end all. Um, so I know how difficult it is to get back there and how difficult it is to stay there. Um, but you have to try and enjoy enjoy that challenge and that journey back because otherwise it's bloody difficult enough as it is. Um, so you just take it in your stride and yeah, trying to obviously trying to prove yourself as a person and as a golfer and hopefully in the next year or two we're back to playing where I want to be playing. Yeah, I mean. 
even and and this is something I would speak to all golfers about. But even uh, even putting aside physical or mental um, issues, just the career of a golfer is very unique compared to even probably even other professional sports people in terms of your form can dip and rise, and you can have very highs high highs and low lows within you know a couple of months. Uh, golf's quite unique for that, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I, I saw a picture on Twitter from the guy, I think it was from the guy that won last week, well, one of the winners the last couple of weeks, PJ saw someone put a screenshot of, of his world ranking and obviously of his results for like the last six, seven months. And it was like miscut, 60th, miscut, miscut. It, it made like one cut in like 15 events and just bang, goes and wins. And that's exactly what golf is like, isn't it? You can be, you can be phenomenal and almost feel like it's the easy, well, it feels like it's the easiest game in the world. And then you can come to the end of a sort of three, four week stretch and you can't make, can't make your ass, can't hit your hat for, for two months and can't make a cut. So it is unique. You've got, you've got to take the rough with the smooth and like you summed up quite well there. The highs are really high and the lows, yeah, are, can be extremely low, but that's why we love it. We all hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and kind of, uh, I guess when I first met you or met you uh, after I first met you, you came to the launch of the Club Talks, the mental health um, project we've started up. For anyone that's not that's not uh, that's listening to this that doesn't know about it, basically we set up a uh, mental health and golf project that um, that just uh, talks about the uh, talks about the positive benefits of of golf and mental health, which are completely unique really to the sport and we're basically going out and gonna uh gonna get mental health first aid training in golf courses across the, around the country and raising money for male suicide awareness all these di- and all these different things i'm sure uh, most people listening have heard about that and you got in touch with us uh back back then a year and a half ago now it seems like mm. with all that's happened in the world it seems like it couldn't be that long but yeah uh it feels like that but uh, I remember when you spoke at the launch and yeah you kind of talked openly about being that pro golfer and being out at tour events and what you'd kind of been through and it was very uh it kind of, I, I kind of found it kind of interesting because it's a unique sport we could I think reg- us regular golfers could relate to you as a golfer but mm. it's not always easy to relate to someone who does this kind of weird job because it is a weird job it's like you just think of it as you're going around playing golf for a living and it's incredible and that's what lots of people dream of doing uh but they kind of that and golfers don't tend to it they've it has happened a little bit more recently where they've spoke openly about yeah um, definitely well you just said it perfectly yeah i've noticed it the last probably what two or three months so, well, different interviews. Obviously, Beef has spoken openly about it. There's been there's been a few other people that have it's been mentioned in interviews and things like that. Where I don't think you, I mean, up 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 until even say I I spoke openly about it. I'd never really seen any interviews of other golfers or spoke to any other golfers about that that about that situational scenario at all ever in the in the nine ten years of playing. No. Um, which is which is mad, which is scary really when you think about it. Um, I mean, we yeah, we've 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 spoken about how golf is this um, unique sport where, especially since Tiger Woods came through, where and everyone before him, the top players before him, but 
uh, quote unquote, like mental strength is seen as such a such a a strength in golf uh, mm. that maybe people in golf were reluctant to even talk about. But mental strength in golf, as in bouncing back from a bogey, which would Tiger Woods might do, is very much different to you know looking at your mental health or talking about your mental health, right? Yeah, I mean, it, they are two completely separate separate things, aren't they? Um, I mean, like you just said, have a mental strength on a golf course is, like you say, bouncing back or not not being saved by a shit day and you know and you can come back and make them play well the next day and just forget about it and just and crack on versus going back to your hotel room and processing your day or not, not choosing to speak to people about it and not having anyone there to speak to speak about it. And then all of a sudden, like you say, that catches up with you. That's, that's very different to being mentally strong on a golf course. Your mental health is almost the sport becomes irrelevant in that respect. It's, it's just a, a general life thing, isn't it? I know you talked. I, I know you talked. And I, I, I only asked this because I know you're kind of open to talking about things like this. Um, I, I know you talked when we did our launch about kind of a specific scenario or specific times when you've been out at golf and you, like you said, you'd kind of gone back to the hotel room and you've been upset or what have you and you uh uh i don't know if you could tell us like about a specific example what what you were going through well i mean i mean i can i can roll it back to, to my very very first year um obviously turn pro got got full challenge tour status in my first season um i, I think i think i finished second in my fifth event so so i've gone from just sort of Playing a season, thinking right, let's just see how we get on, see 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 where I'm at in terms of, of an ability perspective and things like that. Finishing second in my fifth event, and then all of a sudden your expectations completely change. And that was, in a way, was that was something I just did, first and foremost didn't deal with very well. Because all of a sudden now, if I was playing a, playing a golf tournament and I wasn't in the top five, top six, I was like, what am I doing here? rubbish i should be up winning every week sort of thing or being there thereabouts mm-hmm. and then within six months of my very first year i was 19 years old all my mates were at uni racking up a load of debt <laughs> um and i was within like six months of that first year about halfway through the year i was i think i was top 15 in the order of merit i didn't want to play i didn't want to travel i didn't want to do anything i didn't play for a month i withdrew from from every event for four or five weeks and I, I just had no interest in playing, no interest in travelling. I didn't want to practice. And looking back like, at the time, I just couldn't put my finger on it, and nobody could put their finger on it. And it was it was such a strange sort of scenario to be in. You think, well, what, why, why am I feeling like this? Why, why, why do I not want to go and play golf? I'm like, you got you in 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 the mix to get your tour card through the Challenge Tour within your first year. You're obviously you're playing quite well. I had no interest in being anywhere near a golf course in that in that summer. And then I came out of it six seven weeks later, and it's sort of well, yeah, it was a very bizarre situation. You sort of your mojo, you get your mojo back, and you're back out, and you're chasing the trail a bit towards the end of the season. And looking back on it, that was something that happened in my very first year, um, which is quite, like I said, the, the reason I'm talking about it. It's just a very strange sort of situation to be in. Um, and then obviously the what the main one that I spoke about at, uh, at the club talks launch was that 2015 season when I had, had my tour card, and yeah, it was just again sort of that mid middle part of the year again. I was playing quite well in practice and things like that. I just couldn't string it, couldn't string a, 
terrain together, couldn't make a cut. And I just got to such a point where you just sort of, you just go back to your hotel, you go have a few drinks, you know, just start drinking by yourself and you go from week to week because you don't bother to play in practice rounds because you're hungover and things like that. And it's a very slippery slope. And then you've got, because you don't feel like you've got anyone necessarily to turn to, um, which they which they quite clearly are. But as uh, what us blokes are like, we're not, not the best at sharing our feelings, are we? Um, no. And all of a sudden you're like, well, you're beating yourself up over a game of golf. And obviously there's a, there's a, there are other stresses that all obviously go with it, like trying to pay bills and caddies and or well, not making cuts. Obviously it's costing you a shit of the money. But then, then, then the way to try and sort of forget about it, you just, yeah, you start going out a bit later, you start drinking. And before you know it, your preparation has gone down the pan. And, now, and, that, and that, then it just compounds, it, compounds the feeling, doesn't it? And all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're feeling shit because you're not playing well. Now you're feeling shit because you just, yeah, you just you're beating yourself up. You're just sort of sitting in a hotel room, like crying for 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 no reason. And you're just like, well, what what are you doing, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that was that was the very that was probably that was probably my worst ever year on a golf course. I'd have thought. So I remember I, Hong Kong was my last event that year, and that was when I took a break. I didn't play for about eight months. That was when I first first got on. First got into into labouring over the winter back at back at home just just to do something else. But um, yeah. And did, and, and did that help the change of scenery? Like, was it linked to golf, like inextricably, or if that's the right word, was it linked to yeah, golf, or do you think it, it was, was an overall thing that golf wasn't helping? Uh, I think it was the change of scenery was a massive thing. I mean, the most amazing thing is with it. Is, I mean, you're, everyone is well aware of the amount of money say we play for at tournaments. And I reckon for the first three or four months working in the winter on a roof, I had more satisfaction collecting my paycheck on a Friday from my boss on a building site than I ever did picking up a paycheck playing golf. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was something that I, I, I did kind of, yeah, being the change of scenery, but also the fact that how, why am I getting more sort of sense of gratification and sense of achievement from doing doing sort of horrible winter work versus picking up a check for I don't know finishing what well, second place in Italy for 20 grand like you just picked up a check for 20 grand but you're just picking up a week's wages on site and you're getting more satisfaction out of that yeah so that that was a that was an amazing one to start with and then I mean I honestly think that was the best thing I ever did was to have that eight month break because I think if I if I would have try to keep going and battle through. I honestly don't think I'd still be playing now, I don't think. No, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm trying to kind of like, that when you worked kind of on a roof, I guess you're working with other people, right? Yeah, I was working with other people. I was, I was, I was lucky really. The director of golf at, at my golf club, his brother had a roofing company. So he, was, he just gave me a job. And I mean, he, I mean, he, lo- he loved his golf and things like that. So, but he was good. He was, he, he knew why I was doing it, so he wasn't the sort of bloke that would just be pestering me like golf questions and stuff. It's like, I've come through this to get away from golf. I don't really want to be chat- chatting about golf, even as much as you love it, sort of thing. Yeah, so he, yeah. He, 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 but he was very, very aware of why I was doing it. Um, and yeah, and that, like I said, I think that was the best thing I ever did because it got to, got to sort of April, May the following year. And I think Europro just started back up again, and I was like, I remember I rang Chubby and I said, oh, I think I want to come back. And he was like, you, you better be sure. 
And I was like, go on, I'll, I'll just play a few a few Euro Pro events during the summer sort of thing, just to get myself back in back in the game a little bit. And uh, and again, it was one of those, you've gone from playing European tour events to now back playing Euro Pro. And because and I'd done that through the winter, that that sort of hard graph work-wise, I, I wasn't really bothered about my results. So there was the pressure I'd put on myself to perform wasn't necessarily really there. And I noticed, a, I did notice a massive change in sort of my personality and demeanor on the golf course because it was like it doesn't really matter. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. It's really not the be all and end all. Um, and yeah, go on. Do, do you, did you do you because I was I do think this about golfers and and any and any sport that's especially individual sports, it can be quite lonely and you're in a super competitive environment by yourself essentially and you have caddies and you might have people around you to some extent but basically the buck stops with you right and whereas in football you go to training there's 20 of you at training every day or whatever and you're kind of working towards a common goal and if things are low for you as an individual maybe uh, and you don't especially if you don't talk to anyone about it and especially if you don't know anything else you don't know any other career or any other way of working mm. And then you go and work on a roof with other people and you're having a bit of banter all day and there's, you know, there's not full on pressure. You get the job done, obviously, um, but there's not so there's not like you're not piling pressure on yourself. Do you think that's uh, I don't know, I'm just maybe I'm just rambling. I don't know what I'm talking about, but does that make sense to you? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, like I said, you coming back, going from one, one environment to the other, they're both one end of it, one end of either end of the spectrum, aren't they? And I basically took sort of the pressure side of it, or the the way I looked at doing work on a roof. I kind of transferred that to going back to sort of back into my golf game. I was like, yeah, you're trying to do your best, but if, if you don't have a very good day, it's really not that much of a problem. You're still going to go home. You're still going to see see your parents. You're still going to go and the dog is going to be wagging his tail at the door. You're still going home to your girlfriend. There's lots of other things in in your life that don't surround yourselves with golf, and I've, I've it's obviously one of the biggest things that, that you learn, I think, is with golf. Yes, is the hardest thing, I think, in my opinion, is to not is to not, not carry it home with you. I mean, it's like anything, is it? You have a shit day at work, you want to go home and have a rant and a rave to your partner or whatever, and you get it off your chest. And I and I, and I do that. I mean, I. Once, yeah. I finish, once I finish my round of golf, I'll, well, if you go in the range or you have a bit of food or whatever, and I give myself half an hour. If I'm, if I'm going, if I'm staying at home, or, I'm st- or I've got to go back to my hotel and bring my coach, bring my girlfriend, I give myself half an hour to rant and rave and be fucked off, and then after that, it's done. And you have to, yeah. you have, you have to be so disciplined in just trying to say, right, that's it, now. Yeah. I guess that's a skill um, that you develop over time. As a 19-year-old fresh on tour, you don't know to do that. And you don't no, you can't even spot signs of you getting frustrated or all of these different things, I imagine. And I'm yeah. sure people, I'm sure blokes can, or anyone listening to this can relate to that. Like, you know, I, my missus will get home from work like the same time every day, half five or whatever it might be. And she'll ask how my day was. I'll ask how her day was. Within 15 minutes normally you're watching netflix or something or you're yeah arguing who's gonna cook the dinner and like (laughs) it's uh but you've kind of got it out of you a little bit and you've checked that but you've made sure every day that you kind of you do you don't want to just 
maybe you don't want to just not talk about it at all but just like talking about it for like yeah 15 minutes or whatever it might be yeah you know? it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be very long you just have to be able to speak to someone doesn't matter really who it is someone that's willing to listen and listen to us golfers winch because we're very good at it yeah. Um, and yeah you just have to you just have to be able to let go of it i mean I mean, like you say, like you, like you just said, it is definitely a skill. I mean, there were times that I had bad days on golf courses and like my girlfriend would text me, my parents would text me, my coach would text me. And I just, you go back to your hotel room and I was, you're already in a, you're already in a sort of mentally, yeah, mentally in an environment where you're, you're rooming by yourself because you like your own space. So you're already alone anyway. You're not rooming with someone else. And then you, You've had a bad day. You just want to be by yourself. You don't reply to messages, and all of a sudden, you, that I don't care what anyone says. Subconsciously, that rolls into the next day comfortably. Um, yeah. And and as much as you want to try and improve and and, do, and better yourself the following day, you've not really let go of the day before. Um. And and that and like I said, and that is definitely a skill that it took me a few years to learn. But I was certainly a lot better at it now than I was. And and and. It does show like how important talking about it is as well, and get like you say, getting off your chest and not going back to your room or talking to your parent, even if it's on the phone, yeah. or talking to someone, um, and vice and vice versa. We've talked about this before. Is if you're, I find this even with my, with my friends now that since we've started up this thing, like I kind of didn't know. I, I'm not someone who's particularly suffered from my mental health so far in my life um so I would say uh but since we've started this up maybe 18 months ago I've noticed myself watching it a little bit more and I'll notice myself doing mm. things a little bit more that I know affect my mental health in a good way so when I go out and play golf I sometimes just sit there on the tempty and just think oh this is nice you know and I wouldn't have done that before no. uh and it, I, I I'm not holding people up <laughs> but I'm just sitting there, <laughs> sitting there yeah <laughs> sitting there waiting for someone or whatever but I'm just thinking this is nice or whatever and yeah. that's only because I've kind of noticed about my mental health. Uh, but, what, yeah. but another thing is I found my friends, because they know I'm involved in this, um, I found my friends a little bit more willing to be open with me and talk to mm. me. Like they're, you know, they're 30-year-old lads. Or, uh, it's not, it's getting better, but it's not something, I, I've noticed it myself, that it's not something they particularly did before. But now after they, because I'm, I guess linked with this or people understand that I get it and I'm not going to maybe be judgmental they're more willing to just chat to you and it's not it's not it, it's not been anything particularly really bad but they'll just talk to you about little things and you'd think that would help them and vice versa you can do that with them yeah absolutely it's I mean, kind of healthy environment right oh 100% and like you just said about surrounding yourself with more people and I, I mentioned it just a minute ago about like having a bad day, going back to your room by yourself, and when you are in those in those in those times when it, you're you're not happy, you're not in a good place, you don't realise what's actually going on around you. All of a sudden, you don't go out for dinner with with the lads. You just have room service. You stop playing practice rounds with people. You just go out late or early with yourself and your caddy. You don't speak to people as much as you should. When they come home, obviously you travel a lot. I find it so difficult to when my mates would go, oh, do you, do you want to meet up for a beer and go and play where they golf? I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I never really did it because I, because I was, I hate, I hate a strong word because I was in such a 
space where I disliked what what was happening and how I felt and what I was doing. I didn't want I didn't go and play golf with my mates because it, it reminded me so much of of, of the job if, if if that makes sense. And then again, automatically, I'm sort of alienating myself without without really thinking about it. I've chosen not to go and meet my mates because it's to do with my job. And yeah. then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, like I just said, now you're having room service rather than going out with two or three lads for dinner, practice rounds. You by yourself. You travel by yourself. You room by yourself. And before you know it, your circle is basically there's no one else there. And that's not because and that's not because you've told people to piss off. You just made just become so insular. Yeah. Because because you feel like you can't speak to people or you just want to be by yourself. And then before you know it, there is no one there, and it's even and it's even harder than trying to try to try to speak to someone if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, totally makes sense. Um, I kind of we've uh, I I do want it because I know the I know what your answer is to this, and you it, you did make me think of it when you said going out and playing golf with your mates. Like the project we've we've done, the club talks that you're involved with is about the positive aspects of mental health. And if you listen to yeah. the first half an hour of this podcast, it's just you going, <laughs> fucking golf, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I, think, I think what you're talking about, and you can, you can speak for yourself on this, is that it, it, at that stage in your life, it wasn't particularly the sport of golf. It was the life of a professional golfer. Yeah, and it, was the, it, was the, golf yeah it was the environment that I was in. Um, yeah. And like, if I compare that to how where I am now, if my mates ring me up and say, "Do you want to go and play, go for a beer and have a game of golf?" I I say yeah every single time because now it's not for me. For me, because golf's my job. It's not about the golf. It's about me seeing my three best mates from school who I don't get to see very much. It's about having being in that social social circle and in that social environment. Because of because of golf being my job, it's not about that at all. Um, yeah. But like you said, yeah. I mean, going back to that, with, with with everything we're doing, it is all about getting people out on a golf course. And yes, you might it, the sport in terms of your ability. It has nothing to do with it. It's being putting yourself out there with with mates or even people you don't even know, just having a roll up at a golf course and getting out and being able to play and getting away from day to day life for some people, isn't it? Like. Me trying to escape golf and playing golf never really worked. So, <laughs> which, which, which is understandable. That's like, yeah, you know, you know, you know what I mean. That's people doing their normal job Monday to Friday, and then, then their mate ring them up on Sunday going, "Oh, do you want to do you want to go and do this and catch up?" Like, well, I do it Monday to Friday, and I hate it. Yeah, so, do you want to go and have a pint on the roof? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, let's get, let's go and lay some batten and felt. And like, we'll, we'll have a beer up there, but. We'll do it on, on top of the roof. No, I've just dust my arms for a week. I don't think I can fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but it, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're definitely an advocate, I guess, of what golf, the sport does and what it, uh, uh, what it does for lots of people. And we've kind of, even I remember when we went and played golf uh, at Silvermere, we went and played with a few people yeah. and you, do, you definitely do notice it and you, do, and you definitely notice how people are, comfortable talking on a golf course and Blake's are talk, uh, uh, talking on the golf course and things like that. Uh, I, another thing I was going to kind of ask you is, w- w- so w- w- back like when you, so when you struggled at those specific times, I can't remember what years they were, did, did you follow that up with anything like, uh, or 
with any like medical help or anything like that? Did you? No, no, nothing, nothing at all, really. Um, I mean, like I said, the, the, the worst year for me was that 2015 year, just going back to hotel rooms and just be like, yeah, just just not in a very good place at all, drinking and you just like, yeah. just, just bursting into tears for no, for no apparent reason, sort of thing. Um, and like I said, having having that break, then came back, and then even and then even sort of last year was quite difficult in, in its own right, really trying to trying to sort of come back after surgery, trying to play and the wrist wasn't still very good. I had trouble with I had some sponsor trouble with money, not getting paid and couldn't pay bills. I was like up to my eyeballs and a load of debt from not being able to pay a hotel. Like walking to walking to the first tee, having your credit card company ringing you, going, "Why have you not paid your bill?" And yeah. things like that. And, but but because I was now in a much better position and I had more people around me to speak about it, well, I mean, my parents were, were, were the main ones. I, I felt comfortable like, going to them, sitting down around the table over dinner and a glass of wine and actually felt really comfortable being really open and honest with them. Yeah. Whereas, whereas before I spoke it at, at, at the launch, yeah, they had no idea what I'd been through. I, I sent them the link to that video and I was like, oh, you might be interested in re- I'm, I'm watching this. And they were like, they had, they didn't have a single idea. And they, yeah. and they, and they, and they, and, they, and that, they were my mum and dad. And that's your parents. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like your mum, everyone says your mum always knows, but not, yeah. not always. Not always. And, and when, when you think of it, think of it like that, they have no idea. But then from that point onwards, when like last year could have easily got could have been easily been a lot worse than it could have been. But because I ha- I felt because I've been through what I what I had and obviously started to be a bit more open and speak about it. Like I said, I felt comfortable speaking to my partner, speaking to my parents about it, and not feeling ashamed or worried about it. And it and those conversations, funny enough, solutions come out of them. Yeah. I guess it kind of um, it shows, especially for an outsider or one of your mates or what have you, that back in 2015, people might have looked and gone, "Yeah, he's missing a few cuts or whatever," but he's earned a few, he's earned a bit of money, and he's on the main tour, and he's in these nice hotels and what have you. And then compare that to last this year, where you've uh, you know had a bad bad golf injury, which especially with the wrist, which uh, I'm sure you've told me is really frustrating thing to happen for a golfer like there's no getting around it is there Um, and and things with the not being on the bigger tours or with the money side of that people would think he's in a worse situation there outsiders uh, they, they might guess that your mental health might be worse but it shows that because you've set up a better whether it be through luck or judgment or whether you learn to do it, but because you've set up a kind of where you've been more open to chatting to your parents or having that support system. Yeah, there's a support system now there that I can, I'm able to utilise. It's not even, like even like mates or obviously, like I said, not living in Bristol anymore, living up in Hartford. We've got, so obviously you meet, you meet new people and there's other people that I converse with about stuff I wouldn't even dreamt about speaking to people about six, four, five years ago sort of thing. Um, and like you just said, the support system is there now, like whether it's, like you say, through luck or judgment. Regardless of that, it's now there to be utilised. And yeah, for, uh, you are completely right. From an outsider looking in, 
if you, if you were to have a conversation, I mean, in hindsight, I'd, I'd love to go back and say, have the same conversation at that deepest, darkest time in 2015 with a European tour card, traveling the world, making a bit of coin, versus now when I've not played all year, I've done a bit of late, done a bit of labor, not really playing much golf. I'm far happier now than I was five years ago. Yeah, it's, um, it's really it's really interesting because um, I guess it just shows all is not what it seems with people, and that and that can work absolutely. That can work both ways. It could be that someone was having a shitty time from the outside six years ago, and you think, oh god, we need to like ask them or something. And it might appear that this year everything's going fantastic for them, but they're really they're you know feeling shit. So unless you kind of ask them in a nice way of asking how they are, um, yeah, exactly. you're not going to know that, are you? Um, no, absolutely not. I mean, I even say like going forward to next year. Like, people ask people people like back home and stuff who who know me through golf and then. And no other golfers that are doing well from my area, like obviously like Woody, Laurie, and people like that. And they're like, "Oh, do you not wish that was you?" I'm like, well, "Yeah, of course I wish that was me out there playing." But it, but at the moment, I have to accept where I am, and actually where I am, I'm quite content with where I am. That's not saying I don't have the drive or the or the sort of aspiration to get back there. It's just for whatever for whatever reason, whether it's having a support system there, being able to like have have conversations with people and not, and not really be, I suppose, not put yourself under so much pressure that it's all about your your job and, and, and how you're succeeding. First and foremost, if you're, if you're healthy in body and mind, that for me now is, is the most important thing. And, and, uh, and just it, even, and it shows it is all relative. And we're talking about professional golf, which is, I think is sometimes quite alien to most of us. It's even alien to me. Um, like how that is a job and things and how people live their life like that. And I still, you still have it in the back of your head, how are you moaning about that? You're basically playing golf for, for money. Uh, you yeah. still have that in your head. But I, I've, ha- I've spoken to enough golfers and enough pros to understand more about what that life is like. But even the two golfers you mentioned, um, and I, I'm, I don't, I don't, I've chatted to them and Laurie and Chris before, uh, but I know, but it, it's all relative how they might feel. For example, Woody played a Ryder Cup four years ago or whatever, you know, the height of the pinnacle of the game or what have you. Yeah. Um, was it four years ago, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. wasn't that long ago. And then he's, in golf terms, you'd say he's dropped off the radar or whatever. There might be Sky Sports articles saying, you know, where's Chris, whatever. Um, mm. It just shows the highs and lows and nobody's, well, I don't know how Chris is, and hopefully he's he's all good. But it is all relative, right? And, and Laurie, similarly, I mean, remember speaking to him at Q School like three years ago with Tom Lewis. In fact, Tom was like proper down on himself at the time because yeah. uh, he wasn't going to get his card. He was like, oh, "I'm playing crap," blah 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 blah. He was then he's well a few weeks ago playing a WGC event. Laurie's nearly won the other week and whatever. But Laurie has played for a few years to get to that stage, hasn't it? And grinded a lot to get to that stage. But I guess it's all relative, um, especially in golf where there's such highs and lows. Oh, yeah, massively. Like the examples we've just given there. I mean, I can't remember how long ago it was. It was, it was a, quite a few years ago playing golfers. It was myself, Eddie, 
Laurie Tom Lewis, who played, played at Castle Coon down at Bath. And it's when Tom was really struggling with his game. I think he, he had he was struggling with the yips a little bit with his chipping. And it and and, he, and obviously he already won, but he'd won Portugal by that point. He'd obviously had a few good few good years, kept his card, and like I said, he he completely fell off fell off the wagon really in that respect. And then fast forward another two or three years, he's playing PJ Tour and playing WGC. And it, if, if you compare that to not being able to basically get around a golf course to then pegging it up in WGC, it's quite a it's quite a transformation, isn't it? And like just, and that sums up golf perfectly, doesn't it? The, yeah, lows, I, the, low, the lows can be horrendous. Yeah, the highs and the pinnacle can be phenomenal. But 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 yes, and I'm sure it is linked to some extent how well your job is going compared to how your mental health is. But you're kind of almost bucking that trend a little bit, as in by however long you playing the European Tour, you weren't as happy as you are now. Um, and it, I'm sure if you went and asked lots of golfers. There's plenty out there who, on the face of it, you look them at the race to Dubai or whatever, and they're right up there, but they're not as happy as they were a couple of years ago or vice versa. You know, someone who's playing on the lower tour who uh, a few years ago was making loads of money. It's not always the case. It's no different to, I guess, your mates that earn a lot of money doing any other job or, you know, who have got what looks like the perfect wife and kids and house and all that. It's not always as simple as it looks, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I know, I know full of one. There will be guys playing Europe next year who are probably more than capable of playing at least Challenge Tour. But they might have family, they might have kids, they might, they just might like being able to go and pack it up on a Wednesday, be home Friday night, make a few quid during the year. But they get to see their family. They have other stuff going on. But for some other people, they'll be like, oh, he's playing Europe Why is he not playing Challenge Tour? It, there will be guys that just will have no interest in trying in going out and traveling weeks on weeks because there's other stuff in their life that 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 matters to them. If that makes sense. Yeah. What What do you kind of find? Um, I don't know. There might not be. You might, you might not intentionally do things. I'm just kind of thinking with uh, with lockdown uh, announcement and golf uh, kind of being banned uh, for the next month. And there's reasons and good reasons and bad reasons there's a big debate about it i'm not sure really where i stand on it but Mm. people a lot are talking about mental health and golf more now and it's a good thing people are talking about it i i'm sometimes a little bit like we weren't talking about this when you didn't want to play golf so i don't know if they're just attached on to golf just trying to say well i want to play golf but um either way with people linking golf to mental health is there things that you particularly do when you're not it's not golf it's not golf for you maybe but for lots of people it is golf that's being taken away is there anything that's you that you like to do that you know is good for your mental health that you might not be able to do for the next month that you will do does that make sense yeah i, I know what you mean i mean i don't think really there's anything that i'm, I'm not going to be able to not do i mean obviously the gyms are shut but i mean you can still get out and and, and do stuff in the park or whatever, but there's um yeah I, I'm so I'm quite fortunate in that respect. There's nothing within this next lockdown. If it is only if it is only four weeks, we'll wait and see. Um, but uh, obviously apart from obviously being able to go and play, play golf, the, the stuff I like to do away from away from golf have hasn't really been affected. I mean, uh, me and my girlfriend picked up a puppy last week. So we've got a, a nine week old, ten week old French bulldog running around the house at the moment. So that is keeping me well in yeah. 
well and truly occupied. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that is yeah. Obviously, that is the kind of thing uh, that I'm sure keeps you very occupied. I guess people. I don't know. My my experience of the last lockdowns. I kind of I'm used to working from home. Uh, so I'm yeah. kind of used to it. And my missus still goes to work and still comes back at the same time. You know, we'll go out for a walk by the river or whatever. Um, and I'll play like darts. I've bought set up a dartboard in my house. Like it, that focuses me. And I, I think I, I made sure I did all those things just uh, like in place of golf or in place of other things that I might have done. But it didn't fully affect me. But I guess, I guess the key for me was yeah, just to make sure you go out and exercise a little bit. And oh, absolutely. You have to have a you have to have your first and foremost chance. It's hard. It's difficult. It is. Is obviously trying to try and build a routine. Try and do something. Try and do the same thing. Whether it's like you say, get up at the same time, or go for your walk at the same time. Try always. Yeah, keep a keep a journal. Keep a sort of a a, pla- a plan, and and some structure there. Because I mean, it's so easy. Obviously, with that first lockdown, um, so it's always like you could suppose you only go out for an hour a day, once a day, but you still try and go out two or three times once in the morning, once in the evening, and um, and things like that. Just 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 to try and keep yourself busy. Um, I suppose where where I was fortunate is we literally moved house, we exchanged on a house literally two days before lockdown came into force. So I mean we could we couldn't live there, but we still had lots of things to sort. And then obviously once we could move in, there, there was loads of things to do. So. I, by that point, I was I was being kept very well being kept very well occupied on that front. But I can see for some people, if they were not used to working from home, I mean, and all of a sudden you're now in your own home, 24 hours a day, what 23 hours a day basically. If you go out for one hour a day, if you if you if you're not careful, that can that can become a very very slippery slope and become very difficult to manage. I get. I guess, um, and especially if people are people are listening to this, are going to be golfers. And if you if you've had your golf taken away from you, and and I I do actually think about this. And this is another thing from the club talks that I think about more. And because I I whenever anyone asks me about the club talks, I always reel off the four things that golf is good for your mental health. So the the exercise, the social side, the being out in nature, and the focus. So four different yeah. things that are really good for your mental health. And and I've kind of thought, well, if I can't play those, if I can't play golf, how can I replace those four things? Uh, and I I just, I do them naturally, fortunately, but, so I don't have to really ask myself to do them. But I'm like, right, so if I just go for a walk, you know, by the river, that's my exercise and that's my nature. If I'm, you know, I'll do a Zoom quiz on a Saturday, God forbid. Uh, no, don't tell me that. Don't tell me those. They are starting back up again, Christ. Mate, I know. I, I must have done a million in the last one. But like, I was the one. <laughs> I was the one who said at the start of it, "I'll do it," and I did it, thinking, "Oh, this will be like one week," and it ended up like you know whatever it was, twelve weeks or something. Oh, and yeah. and like, you're starting to get mums involved and stuff, and I can't really like pie. I can't pie it off. And then again, <laughs> I'm getting messages like saying. Uh, is it starting on Saturday? I'm like, I basically have to do it because there's like mums, aunties, all my mates, just tons of people doing it. And as much as it is like the point of the quiz and it's ridiculous and it's it's actually gets boring after a while because it's the same stuff every week. But it is a, yeah, I know what you mean. The, the social side is 
you're you're actually speaking with people, you're having a drink, you're laughing. It's not as good as, you know, being in a pub or being on a golf course. It just isn't. But you're doing that. You're laughing, you're interacting with people, you stay on afterwards and chat to people about things. And it's as good as you can get at certain times uh, in this within this, you know, lockdown thing. So I guess sometimes it's it's kind of I guess it's worked for me. I, I do I'm definitely someone who likes to chat and be social with people and go out and like I play five aside every Tuesday and I love the fact of going and uh chatting for 15 minutes with the lads before the game yeah um, absolutely yeah, and then the chatting afterwards for a little bit and that's yeah. the thing that I won't be able to do so I'm I'm like I, I, I find myself thinking oh god I can't play football now on the Tuesday that's really annoying so I'm trying yeah. to think how can I replace that what can I put in place of that like you say as a routine um and and I, as much as a zoom quiz is a stupid thing to do I do find it right that's happening at Saturday at eight o'clock uh that's something to you know look forward to or to work towards you know yeah I mean it's like you say unfortunately for people who would like to get out, like you say, your yours is your is your five aside on Tuesday. But going but going back to the golf thing, for, for people that have had that taken away for the next four weeks, um, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. There's well, there's been quite a big thing about it. Should they be open? Should they not? Uh, I mean, there's there's obviously pros and cons for both sides, isn't there? Um, but if if if, if you're if you're having that taken away from you, I can see why I can see why people would kick up a fuss and. And obviously not want that to happen um, because that's obviously something that's not you can't it can't be replaced, can it? Whether it's the social aspect or it's the exercise side of it. Um, no, it, it it almost shows like, and that this is what we've talked about. Um, both of us have talked about, um, but it almost you don't realize it's like that old phrase you don't realize what you've got until it's taken away, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and with golf, especially, and you're seeing people. And I've had direct messages and people saying, "Oh, I like got taking golf away has really affected me." And we've seen all that. I you'd you'd have spoke to me. I've, I'd have showed you messages, uh, or I'd have told you about messages of people saying golf saved my life. All these different things, and it is mm. such, it can be such a big part of people's lives. And I totally understand that. And you're totally right because golf is so good for your mental health and is so good for a lot. Some people specifically is a big part of their mental health. You certainly can't replace it. And as much as I say, yeah, I can go and take a walk by the river or I can no. do a zoom. quiz. It certainly doesn't replace going out. It's, yeah. It's, not, it's, 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 no, it's nowhere, it's nowhere near the same. Um, and, like, no. and like you said earlier, sort of being, being outsiders in other people's lives and looking at it from, from the outside, for some people from on the golf side of it, they're they're wandering the golf a week with their two mates. Might be the only time they get to go away, get to escape their, I don't know, their Monday Monday to Friday job or their four kids or the wife who's having a pop in every every two minutes. That might be someone like that. That might be his only respite for those four hours. Or there might be other people that just have no other opportunity to say meet up with people or that so one that one bit of exercise a week everyone else's needs and are different aren't they so every every um every situation is so individual so i can see why i can see why people have obviously made a a big deal out of it because for some people and then and and i get how other people then say all right it's only it's only four weeks only 
it's only golf, but it, might, it could very well be longer than four weeks. But until until you've say been put in that situation of having something taken away, I mean, what's not to say people do, like you? You're Tuesday five aside. There's, there's bound to be people that have had that taken away. You can't have now that. Can't yeah, this was, this was my this was kind of my and I, I people kicked off at me because uh, I'll often just put like tweets out and it's literally just what I think in my head and then I'll put it out and see what people say and people kicked off me because I was just not sure about it I was like I'm not sure and the, the main reason was is after it got banned I was like well if you're gonna fight for golf to be allowed then then there's tennis then there's running then there's, bar, there's all the other things and yes I'm massively an advocate for how good mental health is for golf and yes I've like you say I've heard from people that it's really important to but I'm sure whether it and it's not to argue what's better or worse for your mental health but it I'm sure there's the similar for tennis or similar for other things or similar to other things so that was yeah, I mean, my you, point. Can't, and I, you can't really have one rule for one and one rule for another can you no, that was kind of my thing. And it would have made more sense to me if, like, the government, you know, or whoever w- works out these decisions goes, oh, here's the stats behind golf. Here's the safety of it. We've, we've realised it can be played safely. We've realised that it's amazing for your mental health and all these different things. Here's a load of case studies. So we can confidently keep golf open. And when people kick off about it, you can show them all the evidence. You can show them all the stories. And to me, that would be a more common sense way of doing things. But unfortunately, we've not that's not happened and you know we're going to have these four weeks off but yeah like you say I totally understand and I know I totally understand because I'm not going to be able to play golf I don't play loads of golf but it's something when I do play I really get something out of I might play once or twice a month or something Uh, but it's a big thing for me on the social side that my friends live around London in different places so I don't get to see them as often as I'd like but we all travel to the golf course to play together. Yeah. That's kind of the social side for me. Um, the other bits I can kind of replace a little bit, but the social side, I can't as much. Um, yeah. And especially when people are a bit older and they've got kids and they've got um, families and they've got lots of work commitments and stuff. It's not like when you're 20 and you just go and do whatever you want anytime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, when you've got kids and families, golf can be your kind of, excuse almost to go out and see your mates and things so I, I totally get that from a personal standpoint but from all the people out there that um that can't do it but touch word hopefully it only lasts four weeks and it is in november when it's freezing cold but <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean i mean who really wants to play winter golf in the mud yeah yeah but then i get i guess some people do and i still can see the appeal i went and played absolutely I went and played at Hampton Court uh, a, a, few, a couple of weeks back or three weeks back. And I, we went and played at like half six in the morning with my mate. And like, I was walking around, like the, the mist was coming up in the, with the deer and stuff. And I was just like, how nice is this? This is so, yeah. you know, this is so good for you to come out into this and not being yeah. able to do that. And, and, the, and the thing with that, like I said, it's different it's different for everyone like, i mean i just made that comment there about how oh, you want to play winter golf in the mud i mean for some, some people, people for, for some people that that they don't give a two shits if, if that's how it that's the conditions of the golf course or if it's baltic or if it's um yeah yeah hurley or pissing down 
for them, it, it might just be the fact they get to see their mates or get to go out and be outside for four hours or whatever. And and obviously that and that's the biggest bit, isn't it? It's talking about lockdown and losing the golf club. We can't have one rule for one. And like you say, if if, if golf clubs became exempt, you then have to like you say, look at your gyms, look at your tennis, look at what all your all your other sports clubs, your five sides and all of that. And it's it's just impossible to try and please everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely impossible to please any everyone, but it's uh, it's um, yeah. Once you make one exemption, you've got to have yeah. bloody good reasons to make that exemption so that all the other people don't kick off. And I can understand the other people as someone who plays five aside, and I and without knowing any evidence, I can see why five aside would be more of a COVID risk than golf, for example. But mm. I don't, I wouldn't want to get into that. But I can understand because five aside is part of my routine. Um, probably more than golf. I play five aside. More, more yeah, more than play golf. As a, yeah, as a routine, whereas golf is a bit more like uh, random. But not yeah. to say it's not uh, fantastic. But uh, for some, for many, I'm sure golf is a very routine thing. Uh, and I can, yeah, totally understand that. But yeah, hopefully with the lockdown thing, it's not. And I guess where there's kind of, hopefully it's a month, and where there's kind of uh, light at the end of the tunnel, almost, or it's a a defined period of time hopefully that makes it not as bad um yeah i, I hope so yeah so ho- hopefully on that point but um yeah it's uh it's um it's definitely it's definitely an interesting one and ho- hopefully so next year with like the club talks so weeks so, i mean we've we've talked about this a lot and you've been you've been you've been great enough to be like really involved in in what we've done um, and we've, we've had all these hopes this year of having like we've got captain's charity signed up and we had all these hopes of golf days and all these different things and then the like <laughs> what happened this year is just like bosh that's all kind yeah. of gone and all the money we were meant to raise and all these things but uh, I was saying to someone the other day how it's in a weird way um, that what's happened this year has kind of might make people in golf or around think a little bit more about yeah and almost almost recognize it a little bit more totally uh and to me and you who've talked about this for however long and you've experienced things with your mental health and it's a bit more natural to you but to the wider population of golfers um it might be a blessing that people are starting to appreciate just how yeah. good golf can be for their mental health because they've gone through the periods of lockdown where they can't play golf or they've gone through the periods of realizing what yeah. it is in golf but, that. but, it, but it also it's, it's, it's potentially almost people that haven't haven't even had any mental health it's, it's the guy that played four times a week with his same three mates four times a week and he can't he couldn't play for however many months for the lockdown he, he he might have completely lost sight of why he was doing it and his love for it and then all of a sudden, yeah. and all of a sudden now he's like, what? I mean, the, the stuff you read on like social media of like when golf clubs opened up post lockdown trying to get tea times, it was like an, yeah. it was an absolute free for all. It was like going to be rioting at the golf club. I can't, I, I couldn't get a tea time till half seven on a, on a, on a Monday night. Who wants to play golf at half seven on a Monday? I want my eight o'clock standing <laughs> four ball on the Saturday. Oh no, yeah. no, you got absolutely no chance of getting that. So yeah, but it's just people like that who've just, without even realizing, have just had something so big and as a big part of their life taken away from them. And then before you know it, it's like, oh yeah, I, that's why I play. Actually, I do really like it. Why? And 
before you know it, having, having well, it's like you say, you don't know what you've got to take away from you, do you? Yeah, totally. And I, I, I can only say that happened to me just from, I guess, starting up this, this charity and hearing other people talking about it. And then I kind of noticed it when I went and played golf more. Uh, whereas I guess for lots of people, you'd imagine now, especially after the first lockdown or the second lockdown, when they go out and play, they're like, oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, it was chatting to the, chatting to the lads. Or, oh, yeah, it was just being out in, you know, in, in nature or whatever it might be. It's those things. And if people start noticing that and if people are kind of getting more receptive to the club talks and they kind of understanding it more or getting it more, and then they start start kind of openly talking about their mental health uh, more, it's just almost like a, you'd like to think it's like a snowball effect of... Yeah, it's like a domino effect, isn't it? One starts and, the, and, and, everyone, and everyone sort of... One one falls after another, and, can, and that can only be that can only be a good thing. Because I mean, I dread, I mean, like like you said earlier, there's, there's been more people started to mention it um, in interviews and the on call stuff and, and things like that. And but I'm, but this is just the way it is, isn't it? You as an outsider looking in, you and nobody has an, any clue about what someone else is going through until you, unless you actually ask the question. Yeah, and like, totally. and, like, and like even I get my mates, even like my, like I said, my parents didn't even know about about it until I showed them that video. My best mates didn't know about it until they saw the video. And even then, now, if I don't speak to them for a little bit, they'll text text me and go, "Are you, are you getting on? You're right." But they'll say it, and they'll, and then two or three minutes later in the conversation, they'll ask you again because it's it's not just an off the cuff like, "Oh, you're right. Are you getting on?" It's a oh, actually I need to maybe ask two or three times just to make sure. Yeah, totally that. And, and, and you're right, like the, the bigger it is in everyone's consciousness, um, the more likely they are to ask or, or, or the more likely someone that maybe is struggling a little bit is, like, is more likely to ask a friend who they think understands it or gets it a little bit more. Um, and yeah, it's positive all around. But yeah, I, I do think hopefully, well, hopefully next year we can all go out and play golf and we can go to golf days or in golf clubs all around the country yeah and we can roll we can hopefully get more so people listening to this if it's the kind of thing you understand please go to the clubtalks.com or follow us on the social media at the club talks and get your golf club involved or get involved as a golfer or get involved or in any capacity whatsoever on the website it'll kind of show you um how you can get involved but like we've got captain we've got captain's charities for next year obviously we want to get loads more um the more money we can raise the better but it's a fantastic thing for golfers to just be aware of and if you can even even if you didn't raise a penny but you spread around your golf club to lots of golfers just this message of how positive mental health is for golf but also just people awareness of mental health if people can do that it, it would be a fantastic thing right yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you just said, even if it's just from an awareness perspective, all, all it takes is what is one person to feel comfortable speaking about it. To well, could be your club captain, could be could be the lady captain, could be some random uh, that you've never even met before at the golf club. So on the driving range, all it takes is for one conversation to to to, to begin, and then someone else then speaks to someone else about it, and before you know it. There's the awareness there, and people 
like you say, like we said earlier, it becomes a, it becomes a snowball effect, doesn't it? If if if, yeah. if 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 you're just your everyday golfer, or see start seeing people who are sort of meant to be mentally tough and have this supposedly amazing lifestyle, if 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 they see people like that speaking out and feeling comfortable and talking about it, surely that has to have a benefit on them thinking well. If someone in that sort of public domain and in that limelight feels comfortable talking about it, surely that that makes it them a bit more comfortable and a bit more willing to hopefully come out and speak about it themselves. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. And and kind of, uh, will I want to kind of finish off with like for my for next year, and because you've, I'm going to make you say it on this, but because you've done it before, I'm sure you will, but. If we, if people want to have golf days next year and raise money for us, or they want to have the captain's charities, Chris will come out and shoot sixty two around your golf course <laughs> on, that, on that golf day, won't you? Absolutely. As long as there's a buggy, a crate of thatchers, and a bacon roll on the first tee, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we went down to uh, Stoke by Nayland, didn't we? And that seemed that was almost a year ago now. I think uh, it yeah. was. It was a boggy kind of wet day down in like between Essex and Norfolk, I think. Uh, Suffolk, I'd get them too mixed up, but down in Stoke by Nayland. And we went up, went down for the golf day down there, played, raised some money, had some turkey afterwards, I think. And then, uh, yeah. And it was just a good laugh, wasn't it? You know? Um, exactly. And, that, and, that's, and that's all it is, isn't it? So, I mean, it's just day, this day like that. So, yeah, like you just said, um, me, me and you are, are, will always be there to turn up, have a laugh, have a chat, try and raise some, try and raise some cash, and uh, yeah, yeah, try, just yeah. Try, and, try and get this even more off the ground and uh, an even bigger profile. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we like that was almost the, that was the plan this year was to to go to these golf days, and there's plenty of golf clubs that we had that were gonna, had all these things planned. We, I, I was certainly going to go to all of them. Or as many, I was certainly going to go to all of them and schedule permit, and you would have come along. Um, but I was looking forward to that so much, you know, in the middle of July, going to a Captain's Day or whatever, and just having a laugh, meeting people, talking about this cause and everything. And that obviously got curtailed this year. Yeah. Hopefully next year with um, the, the guys we've already got on board, but hopefully plenty more, um, we can do that uh, next year and kind of build on it. Um, so please, um, please do. Once again, yeah. the talks.com, get involved and um, yeah, and follow Chris on. Do you, do you keep up people up? Do you, do you use your Twitter or anything like that? No, not 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 really. I mean, so I'm with the funny one with social media now. It's so much, there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of rubbish out there. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think it's almost a bit, especially with, with lockdown and stuff, it's almost been better to stay as far away as possible from it at the moment. Um, yeah, fair enough. But, um, but, um, but no, I mean, it's something... What I will say, that, what I will say though, is if you, uh, hopefully the Euro Pro starts next year and obviously Chris is going to win the first four events or whatever. And uh, if you see him at an event, go and say hello, I guess. Yeah, don't be shy. You can't miss me, big gingerhead, so that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, sorry, what were you going to say before I cut you off there? I can't even remember now. Um, <laughs> um, but no, like you said, if, like, if people are there, and they, yeah, don't, don't be shy, come and say hello. Um, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure this will get posted on Twitter, the link to this. 
if you want to follow me there or even send me a message if you even if you don't even know me don't be shy well every, everyone's there to listen and have, even just have a chat yeah oh that's fantastic and and uh and yeah yeah i i, I guess we'll end it there i think you're i've said it to you before but your story is kind of inspiring and how uh open you are at talking about it i think it's a, a very healthy and very positive thing uh so yeah thanks very much for uh chatting to us and yeah if you want if you come we'll we'll come out to your golf events we're basically for hire for free pretty much so yeah uh, we're there we are there <laughs> yeah like you say a buggy and a crate of thatches and we are there we are there Spot on. <laughs> all right nice one chris all right cheers one cheers mate